We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Terry Reed, a director of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Ed Salzwedell, a director at SABA, filling in for Scott Lane. We have a special guest with us today. He is Jay Siegert with the Creation Education Center. Ed, could you tell us about Jay? Jay graduated in 1986 with a Bachelor of Science degree in Physics UW-Whitewater, and an Associates of Science degree in Engineering Technology, John Brown University. From 2004 to 2006, he served as the president of the Creation Science Society of Milwaukee. In 2007, Jay co-founded Creation Education Center and moved into full-time ministry, giving up his own successful computer programming business. And he was awarded the prestigious Faithful Servant Award by the Christian Stewardship Foundation, including a grant to the Creation Education Center. From 2008 to 2010, he was an adjunct national speaker for the Creation Ministries International, in addition to his own full-time ministry. In 2010, Jay published his first book entitled, Let There Be Light, subtitled, Making Sense of the Creation-Evolution Controversy. In 2011, he was invited to be an ambassador for Logos Research Associates and to be a broadcast celebrity for the Third Rail, a project of the Biblical Worldview Broadcast Team. In 2013, Jay accepted an offer to be a board member for Logos Research Associates. He was also an approved as a representative speaker for Ratio Christi, and he had the first international engagements. British Columbia, and Nassau, Bahamas. In 2014, Jay's book, Creation and Evolution, Compatible or Conflict, was published by Master Books. As of 2015, Jay has spoken over 1,700 times in 34 states and three countries. He has been married to his wife, Amy, for 22 years. She has her own interior design consulting business and is currently pursuing her master's degree in Christian counseling. Their son, Taylor, is, a college, is in college studying accounting, and their daughter, Tori, 18, is also in college studying business development. Jay, that is quite an impressive resume. Tell us about your background. What got you interested in biblical creation? Sure. It's an interesting story. I'll just give you the nutshell version. I was raised in a Christian home and placed my trust in Christ when I was in early grade school years. Went to public schools all the way through high school, graduated, and then went to a Christian college to study engineering. Partway through, I became more interested in physics, but they didn't have a physics major there. So I left the Christian college and transferred to the State University here in Wisconsin to get my degree in physics, and that's when my world changed quite a bit, going from a small Christian college where my engineering professors opened up every class in prayer to a large state university where my physics professors did not open up in prayer. They were all evolutionists, some of them were atheists, and they were basically telling me that everything I believed 
was wrong. <laughs> and that made me very uncomfortable wow. to be surrounded by these PhD scientists who I assumed that they had a lot of evidence for what they believed, but I realized for the first time in my entire life that even though I knew what I believed, I really didn't know why. I didn't have the evidence or defense for my beliefs and how I really knew that God mm. existed or the creation account was true or there was a flood and Jesus and the Bible and all that. I was ready to believe all those things, but I realized I really couldn't defend it. So. God put it on my heart at that point in my life, my junior year of college, to start looking into these things. So I have been researching and speaking now for 30 years on the topic. Okay, when, when you started researching these things, where did you look to? Well, initially there was a man at my church who was studying for his Ph.D. in medical physics, and he had two books, What is Creation Science and Scientific Creationism, books that came out in the 80s. He loaned those to me, and I devoured them cover to cover, and was mm. just so excited, you know, with all the evidence that I found, and then I just kept getting more books and videos and articles and magazines, and at one point I had over 1,500 resources of research that I had done, but I whittled it down a little bit because I didn't need that much, but I just couldn't get enough for a while, and there's a lot of great information out there now. Your story sounds similar to mine, you know, being raised in a, a Christian home but and going to church and accepting Christ, but not being prepared by the church for what you're going to have to face on down the road in life. You know, having your worldview challenged and not being ready for that challenge. You found out that the information was there to, to support the biblical worldview. You just couldn't get enough of it, as you said. You know, it's like, where was all this information? Yeah, it's unfortunate that not all churches, but many of them don't do as good of a job as they could in preparing youth for what they're going to be challenged with. And it's not just the church. I think it's largely uh, our responsibility as parents to be mentoring our children first and foremost. The church can certainly help, but parents need to take on that role. But you can't give your kids something you don't have. And if you don't have answers or understand it, there's no way you're going to be able to help them. Right. So that's kind of what you're doing now. You're trying to equip parents or aunts and uncles or, or grandparents to help their children deal with all of these issues then. Yeah, as we travel around, uh, you know, talk in churches, conferences, schools, camps, universities, and it really is first and foremost to strengthen the faith of the believer so they not only understand what they believe but why, and you can strengthen their own faith, not to go out and win arguments, but so that they can be more secure in their faith, be better positioned to share the gospel message, and then be better positioned also to mention. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Ed Salzwedell, guest hosting for Scott Lane with Terry Reed. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is sabsa.org. We are here today with guest Jay Siegert from the Creation Education Center. Jay, can you tell us about what you experienced in college? I know that you covered a little bit of it beforehand, but were there any additional things that you didn't cover prior to this few minutes that you could go ahead and give us some information on? Sure. There were a lot of interactions with professors who you know, told me that I was wrong, challenging me in class, you know, or you would, would kind of call me out in class. Uh, they, they tend to, to do that sometimes, make fun of the students who happen to believe in God or the Bible. And so that, I experienced that a, a fair amount. But at one point, I was going to give a lecture to the physics club, and I decided to do it on scientific evidence for creation. I had just started researching, so I really didn't have uh, tons of knowledge myself. I was just beginning all of that. But um, one thing I needed to learn was what is the best evidence for evolution? because I didn't believe in evolution, but I wasn't sure what that was. But I thought, if I give a talk on evidence for creation, if I don't address their best evidence, that won't be very effective. So I asked one of my physics professors what the best evidence 
So I think you have no idea. And I said, but you oh. believe in evolution, don't you? He said, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. But, but you don't know the evidence. He said, no, he just trusts other scientists that apparently they figured it out. So then I asked my geology professor, who was really teaching quite a bit of it in his class, he had no clue. He told me to go ask some biology professors. And I went, well, if anyone knows, the biology professors would. So making a long story short, I uh, looked for some biology professors, and one of them said he didn't know, but maybe these other two professors <laughs> down the hall would know. Went down the hall. Uh, they were working at their desk on something, and he just said, hey, can you ask, you know, this young man's trying to find out what the best evidences are for evolution. And they instantly got defensive. Why do you want to know? And they, again, they didn't know who I was or my background. I just said, well, I'm going to be giving a talk on evolution and creation, and I'm trying to find out what the best evidences are for evolution. And they instantly started arguing with me, and it didn't take long for them to figure out I didn't believe in evolution, which angered them. And then at some point, I turned to talk to the professor at the door, and when we turned back, the professors went back to working on what they were doing when we showed up. So the professor at the door said, can you at least answer his question? And the two professors turned around, and one of them said, we have nothing more to say to you. Huh. And I was I was stunned. I thought they would probably say, you know, we're really busy right now. Let's give you one or two, and then maybe you could schedule a time to come back and we could talk further. But they wouldn't tell me anything. And that's been my experience ever since. Wow. Is that the vast majority of scientists that I personally run into, they don't want to take a stand specifically. They'll just say, well, all the evidence from all the areas of science back it up. It's a proven fact. Everyone believes it. No one doubts it what we call elephant hurling, just a lot of large statements without a lot of specifics. Wow. What's really kind of sad is that they believe in this, but they really cannot marshal, basically, or get their information together to prove their point. Yeah, yeah, they put all the burden of proof on us, is what they do, you know, the, you know rather than improving their own case. Yeah, they have a very strong faith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jay... Uh, Something I want to know is, how did you get into full-time ministry? I mean, that's what I'd like to do. Sure. Well, ultimately, it was God. Uh, I, was, I was speaking on the side. I had a full-time job doing computer programming. Eventually, I had my own business. But I was just speaking each year 25 to 30 times on the side, locally here, mainly in Wisconsin, and uh, wanted to be in full-time ministry, but just never felt the doors were opening. And then... At one point, I had an offer from Answers in Genesis, Ken wow. Ham, and prayed about it, but felt God was telling me to turn it down, so I, I had to say no. And then shortly after that, I felt God specifically calling me into full-time ministry and starting the Creation Education Center. So I've been doing that now for about 10 years, and it's been just phenomenal, all the opportunities that God has opened up, and it's totally a God thing. It's one thing I know more than anything else is, is that He doesn't need me. He wants to do something, and he's going to do it, and he's letting me know that he's willing to use me if, I, if I'm willing to be you know, used and don't get in his way. Otherwise, he can replace me in a heartbeat. So I'm just thankful that he's expanded the ministry, and we've gone international now. I've actually been in five countries, and last year I gave 182 talks. Our DVD has been translated into Russian. They've been shown on TV in Russia and Ukraine. And just a lot of uh, neat opportunities, and it's all really about... Uh, the ultimate authority of Scripture. I do talk about creation evolution a lot, primarily, but the underlying point is that you can trust the Bible from cover to cover. How can people contact you, and what, what kind of resources do you offer? Sure. They can contact me most directly through our website, which is cecwisc.org or .com. They both work. So CEC as in Creation Education Center, CEC. W-I-S-C, as in Wisconsin, 
www.ccwisc.org. Okay, Jay, thank you so much for sharing what you do for our audience. Information for creation events around Bear County can always be found on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org, that is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information and on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. now at Grady's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Jackson Keller. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of hundreds of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.